Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Addie Adewusi, product manager, mathematician, artist, creator, futurist, and tech optimist. And I'm here to bring you the news, to give you an update on the markets, and also give you a little career advice all in less than 15 minutes. So thank you for watching or listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the edition show on YouTube. It's edition with Adi Adewusi. I have a Substack where I send out the podcast as well as the link to the YouTubes as soon as I set them live, and that is editionpod.substack.com. So subscribe, it's free, and you'll get all the editions straight into your email. I'm also very active on TikTok and Twitter at editionpod, as well as Instagram at edition from edition with Addy. So yes, I'm here, I'm global, I'm on all platforms bringing you the information that you need. So let's get started with the markets as usual. So in the past seven days, Bitcoin is down 3.3%. It's hovering at 46,000 right now at the time of recording. Ethereum is up 0.44% in the last seven days hovering around 3,400. So crypto markets, I would say relatively stable for crypto. Um, That's what people like about crypto, the volatility. There are great buying opportunities as well as great selling opportunities. But as you know, I am an investor, not a trader. So I pay attention to the prices just so I'm aware of what's going on in the market, but I'm not buying or selling based on what the market is doing. Actually, I'll correct myself. I am buying based on what the market is doing. If I see the price drop significantly and there's no real reason for it, I see that as a buying opportunity. But I'm always buying and holding. I'm not buying and flipping. Okay, so S&P 500 in the past five days, it's up 0.49%. The NASDAQ in the past five days is down 1.56%. So, you know, pretty, pretty flat to you know, uh, red markets and, you know, we'll see what happens next episode because I'm sure the numbers will be very different. Okay. Let's get to the hot topic in tech. So I didn't want to talk about this on the podcast, but it's at the point where I have to. So Elon Musk buys a 9.2% stake in Twitter and is now on the board of directors of Twitter. So what does this mean? If you're not active on Twitter, first of all, get active. So the tech industry, all of the influencers are very active on Twitter. So if you joined Twitter and followed your friends and didn't realize why people cared about this platform, I totally understand. That was my experience. When I got back on Twitter during the pandemic, I realized that there was a whole world of insider information going on on Twitter, very public though, and a lot of it between founders, tech founders, and venture capitalists. So I stay on the pulse of what's going on in the tech industry by paying attention to Twitter. And you can follow me at Addie Adewusi or at Edition Pod. Okay, so why this is news. So Elon Musk has a huge following on Twitter. The things that he says on Twitter move markets, whether it's Tesla stock, Dogecoin, whatever. 
uh, Elon Musk already has a lot of influence on Twitter. And I almost see this as a common creator issue where you build yourself up on a platform, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, but you have no control over the platform. At any moment, a platform can delete your account, can remove you, say you violated terms and conditions. And as, a, as someone who, I mean, Elon has benefited tremendously financially from having a huge Twitter following. It's almost a hedge against his platform by, you know, have, being the, now the largest shareholder of Twitter. He now has a seat at the board. And I absolutely guarantee you he's not going to be kicked off the platform. So there are two reasons why I think, well, there are a few reasons why I think Elon has bought this controlling stake. So, well, not controlling stake, he is the largest shareholder. So one, I told you already about being a creator and wanting more influence over the platform. Two, we're at the point where every company now, whether they want to or not, needs to be a media company. Every product, every brand has a, their own social media platform. And especially in tech, every founder has a social media platform. And that platform is very important to their stock price. Uh, it's very important to how the public perceives their product. So for Elon having, be, having a seat at the board at, for a large social media platform, it's almost an extension of the Tesla brand to be able to have not only a vocal mouthpiece through Elon on Twitter, but also to have a say in how Twitter works. So this is a huge power move for Elon. Also, I want to talk a little bit about the memification of the economy. So if you made stupid money in the past couple years, it's likely because you were riding on the back of a meme. We may remember when GameStop and AMC surged in prices back in January of 2021. That was the first time we saw how powerful memes were. And if you don't know what a meme is, it's basically an inside joke that originates on random corners of the internet. Maybe it's Reddit, maybe it's Twitter. There, they may turn, there may be pictures that represent the meme, typically containing a funny joke. But, and Twitter, or Elon, is known as a meme lord. He's excellent at Twitter. He's excellent at memes. He creates memes. He distributes memes. He endorses memes. And having, a, being the largest shareholder of Twitter is a meme. And I, I think every tech person who works in tech, whether you're a founder or an employee, needs to understand memes because memes are viral and we all know about like viral marketing and viral growth and, you know, the different strategies that companies use to, you know, gain notoriety and influence. Right now, that's through memes. So if your company doesn't have a meme strategy, um, I would work on it. Most, most companies do. Most companies are, have picked up the, the language and the comedic 
roots of Twitter and are using it in their accounts. Wendy's is an excellent example of that. Wendy's has become a meme. And so, yeah, so now Elon is a meme lord that is the largest shareholder of one of the biggest meme distributors. So, and already Twitter stock has jumped on announcement of Elon being a large, the largest shareholder. And I, between Elon's Twitter account and the distribution that Twitter has, his investment in Twitter may be more profitable than his investment in Tesla in Tesla 10 years from now. So anything is possible with memes. So that's my take on Elon buying Twitter. Hopefully I don't have to talk about, or not buying Twitter, buying a 9.2% stake in Twitter. Hopefully I don't have to talk about this again because honestly it's not my interest. Okay, so let's let's move on. So next, the treasure hack. So you may have been listening to one of my previous episodes where I was talking about getting a hardware wallet and I was deciding between Ledger and Trezor. Well, that decision has been na- made for me at this point. So Trezor, while I, I'm sure their hardware and software is secure, they're using MailChimp to send emails and their MailChimp got hacked. So now uh, people have access to Trezor, Trezor's MailChimp account, which means that they can send emails to Trezor's, Trezor's customers on behalf of Trezor. And this is there's a potential that they could do phishing attacks. And phishing, that's spelled with a P-H. And it's a way of sending emails to people um, you know, seemingly coming from a company or someone that they trust and getting them to share information with them that will give them access to either their account or in this case, their crypto wallet. Obviously, this is terrifying. If I had a Trezor wallet and Trezor sent me an email saying, emergency, you're going to lose all your funds if you don't reset your password, I'm going to freak out and probably do that. So, if you use Trezor as a hardware wa- wallet, be wary of all emails that you get from Trezor. And two, if you are debating between a Trezor and a Ledger, I think we all realize that we need to get a Ledger instead of a Trezor. But it's also important to know, I don't know what le- who Ledger is using or what product Ledger is using to send their emails. So this can happen to Ledger too. So one of the prerequisites of getting into crypto is understanding privacy, understanding um, internet attacks, cybersecurity, not necessarily how to code, but how to protect yourself from getting your information stolen or hacked. Okay, quick career topic because I'm running low on time. First, Google first. So, I get a lot of people reaching out to me asking either for referrals to Microsoft or resume advice or career advice. And I appreciate you guys. I'm always happy to help. If you have a question, always feel free to submit it to editionpod at gmail.com and I will answer it on the show. But what really grinds my gears is when people ask me questions that they could have Googled. So you may 
not realize the impact of this because if you are let's say you have a phd you have an excellent background you're an incredibly intelligent person but you ask me a question that you could have googled and gotten an answer to i'm automatically going to reduce your intelligence to book smart and and you do not know how to transfer all the intelligence you gathered in your education to the real world so I encourage you to look at your career like a research paper. It, th think about all the questions that you want to answer. Google them. Go down rabbit holes. Watch, go to the forums and watch the YouTube videos because I guarantee you your answer is there. When you come to someone like me, you're asking me for something very specific. Either you're asking me about my career path, my perspective on career advice, or you want me to introduce you to someone or you want me to give you a referral. Those are the questions you should be asking me, not um, things that you can answer on your own. So that's my public service announcement. Um, and, and in your job too, Google first before you ask someone because time is valuable. That's why I make this podcast really short because I respect your time. So Google first, that's the message there. So what I'm geeked out about this week, I'm going to be starting a DAO. A DAO is an abbreviation for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. I will get into this more later, but I will be creating a DAO for Edition. It will be called the Edition DAO. So the way you will be able to get access to the DAO is only by subscribing to the Substack. So this is your heads up now, because as you know, I move quickly. Subscribe to the Substack, editionpod.substack.com, and then you'll get information, further information on the DAO. So um, until I launch a DAO, you have time. So, um, but you, there will be benefits for subscribing to the Edition Pod. Being able to be a part of the DAO is just the start. So if you're not subscribed to the Substack, I appreciate you if you're subscribed on YouTube and follow me on the social media platforms, but get on the Substack now so you can be a part of the Edition DAO. And if you don't know, if you want to know more about what a DAO is, Google it. All right. So have a great day and I'll see you next time.